coming back to you live. Not really live. But live and direct. We're live so fucking back. Live in the back. studio. We're so back. <laughs> I love it's being back. It's Bledis. It's BB Bledis. I've been reborn like a fucking phoenix after graduating school. My life Hell is yeah. totally different now. I haven't even gotten a job yet, and I'm already feeling like a million fucking bucks. <laughs> He's become an Hell adult, yeah. folks. He's a real man. I'm <laughs> wearing real... a suit. I have a certification, <laughs> and it's for forklifts. No, it's not that cool. It's for web development. Nice. <laughs> the lamest of all coding certifications. <laughs> I'm also like on a hot streak because, uh, you know, I hijacked Nikki Haley's uh, campaign tour bus and rigged it up to blow up like speed if she goes <laughs> below 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Unfortunately, she That's was in pl- Minecraft. That's already. a win. Yeah, unfortunately, her campaign plan was already to be driving from city to city at 65 miles an hour. <laughs> so all you've done is make her slow down. I really fucked up on that one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that you did that because I reprogrammed her uh, uh, GPS kind of like auto driver thing to repeat the Dave Matthews inci- uh, tour bus incident <laughs> <laughs> on the anniversary of the incident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did that happen? Chicago? I Boston. think it was Chicago. Chicago yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It was yeah. one of those l- Listeners, for those of you who are uninitiated, uh, the Dave Matthews Band had an incident, uh, I think decades ago, where their tour bus accidentally dumped a bunch of feces from its bathroom tank into the Chicago River yes. on top of a tour boat full of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Chicago. you could not have timed it better <laughs> if you had planned it out. And maybe it's they one, did plan it out. I mean, it's like <laughs> one thing where it's unpleasant enough to get shit on by, like, a passing bird, and you're like, wow, my day has been fucking ruined but imagine if an entire week's worth of a popular band's waste was just dumped on you <laughs> while you're trying to enjoy like a riverboat crew <laughs> it was such a big deal that that's how they started the tradition of turning the river green on- <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been told it was a real um it was a real crush you know uh, when, when the, the the feces crashed into them yeah, <laughs> and they they all said, "Don't drink the water." Yeah, um, these are these are everyone, Dave everyone song was, titles that everyone I've Googled, was marching the in the streets yeah. in protest like <laughs> ants. Yeah, I hope you guys are ready for a forty-five minute outro. We put every one of these songs in a row. Maybe at the same time, we'll just layer them over each other so it's like six tracks playing at once. Hey, so the protesters uh, were heard saying, "We're going to become grave diggers for this band's body." <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, also we're we're uh, mourning a, a real one today. Uh, we're recording on February 6th, and this morning we got the news that a man who many have described as the Dave Matthews of country, um, <laughs> <laughs> Toby really? Keith, has passed yeah. at 61 years old of cancer. Notable South African mm. Toby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Don't read his really early statements on apartheid, but by the time it was almost over, he came around. You know. <laughs> no, notable uh, person who committed war crimes in Bosnia, Toby Keith. <laughs> R.I.P. Toby Keith, you taught me it was okay to be a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, growing up, if you were in millennial, like a, a younger millennial, you grew up in the 90s, 2000s, you heard a lot of Toby Keith. Even if your family didn't listen to country, he was just everywhere. Do you think Toby Keith was notified that 9-11 was going to happen before it did? Like, do you think he was on the short list of people that are like, we got to make sure that he's writing a song, <laughs> like, at, l- at least a week in advance, because he cannot shit one out in a day and a half and we need it on the radio you know <laughs> september 12th <laughs> yeah he did like songs that were like um uh 
we're gonna we're gonna come kick your ass if you fuck with our towers or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he got dangerously yeah. close to straight up covering John McCain singing "Bomb, bomb, 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 bomb." Yeah, he did do that. That's yeah. a real one. Yeah, I think we're thinking of uh, "Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue." Uh, parentheses mm-hmm. the angry American. So I guess it's like <laughs> you piss us off. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's also just like, just so you know, we're also angry about you guys uh, destroying our towers, and we're gonna come kill you. <laughs> The Angry American sounds like a really, really spicy burger restaurant in downtown Tokyo. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucked up that Toby Keith never got to write a song about going to the airlifted Burger King in Fallujah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he wrote a song about like uh, margaritas in the Emerald Palace. (laughs) Have, have, yeah, like. the green zone but yeah anyway he died and and it's i i don't really care but um yeah like uh he was definitely the soundtrack to the bush era of american jingoism that i think we're still experiencing the aftershocks it's been sort of memory hold with the rehabilitation of w but um but but also the other the other side of that is this sort of like Brian from Family Guy, um, sort of like very annoying early 2000s American uh, liberalism that I think is just as cringe. So really, like whose side could we really support? Who who is to say, you know? (laughs) Yeah. What's a what's I guess. uh, hmm, What's a musician that is that is the Toby Keith of. The Obama era, mm. Ooh. I guess. Well, Bruce Springsteen did a podcast there with him. But did he really yeah. did he write a song about, like, thank God we got a black president or whatever? And president's black. No, no, no. I'm sorry. And but, still but, from the fucking Sopranos. is playing back up guitar with his fucking headscarf thing wailing in the wind. I'm sorry, but the Toby Keith of the Obama era has to be Childish Gambino. Mm. Oh, actually, no, wait. Ooh, okay. I think it might be Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right? that's a really that's, good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyone who's not like a, a liberal Democrat making like $90,000 or more a year is like, this is really annoying and insufferable. And that specific cohort is like, yeah. this is fucking saving art and America <laughs> in the name of wokeness. Yeah. In 2009, I guess there was a poetry slam at the White House where Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> did a poetry about yeah how good America was or whatever. Mm. So that's what, that's what caused the financial crash. That's it. Sell, sell. He's rapping again. (laughs) Sell. I remember the first time I realized or rather learned that the guy from clipping was one of the dudes who worked with Lin-Manuel Miranda. He digs. I know. Right. And that like broke me a little bit because I was like, really? I thought you were cool. I thought you were like death grips, JPEG mafia, like all these cool guys and it's just like <laughs> no actually i'd like to suck george washington's wooden dick like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's one of the main characters and like the main actors in the original run of that show i mean yeah, it's, it's probably so nice sad. work if you're a good singer they say it says that he like originated the role which apparently mm-hmm. means that like he workshopped it with lin manuel like he was there on the ground floor yeah. being a big fucking liberal dingbat oh no and you should not be allowed to be a noise <laughs> rapper if you're like a obama liberal <laughs> we've also so sort Good, of um, memory hold. <laughs> We've also memory hold a lot of that sort of like snarky lib media from like the late Bush era in, uh, into the Obama era, like Daily Show, 
Um, I don't know about Col- that. Colbert we just Reports. got we just yeah. got John Stewart back. Yeah, that's John what, Stewart that's what back. I'm saying. What do you mean we got John do we Stewart not, back? Do we not remember how like cringe and insufferable that was? If oh, I do. Yeah. I think any any millennial who grew up a little bit in terms of their politics does. But I think a lot of people are just like want nothing more than to put on a warm blanket of like Obama era snark yeah. and they're like want John Stewart again. As someone what? who was at the rally to restore sanity. <laughs> uh Having writ- been busted there for free by Ariana Huffington herself <laughs> of the Huff Post, remember the Huff Po? Oh, yeah. who, who who could forget? I uh, I knew it was cringe back then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> people holding up damn Reddit signs. I mean, I I feel like the last few seasons of the Colbert Report was like when I really started to realize, like, oh, this is just a normal liberal guy. Who doesn't even realize that, like, his ability to adequately mock conservatism has not just been slipping, but has, like, been totally vacant for the last at least five <laughs> years by now. Absolutely. Didn't that show run for, like, a decade? Like, a long time. It was on so for a long, long time. Yeah. And uh, the funny thing is, I feel like now the, the closest anyone could come to, like, mocking the real right wing is uh, Connor O'Malley. And it's like, that's yeah. just because he captures, like, the pure un- unhinged insanity of, like, QAnon MAGA people. Like, you can't really make a talk show out of it. There's also Shane Gillis, who is sort of this interesting mm. case of, uh, by the way, very. I'm honestly stoked that he's going to be hosting the next SNL. Um, <laughs> he got fired. He kinda, well, he got he got a raw deal when he got fired from SNL, but uh, apparently he's going to be hosting the next one, right? Yeah. It's all fine. Thanks for not paying me millions of dollars for <laughs> launching my career into orbit. I'll yeah. take your fucking scraps. But the, but the <laughs> thing is... Kind of cringe, actually. His career still launched, the, I feel like. The, you know, his his career is doing fine, and he's done fine on his own. And in the years since that happened, where they basically were like, oh, actually, uh, we're taking our job offer back because you did Chinese voice one time. <laughs> in those years since, SNL has been a toilet. So I feel like like who's really, you know, who really won out on that, you know? Well, and it's also like I don't I don't really have a dog in this race necessarily, but like SNL getting on a high horse about anything, that's one of the most fundamentally racist shows on television. <laughs> yeah, 30, yeah. 30 Rock is even worse. Like, have yeah. you ever watched a fucking episode of 30 Rock? Like one in three jokes is a race joke, and one of <laughs> one in three of the jokes that isn't is some kind of meta joke about not doing a race joke. <laughs> I mean, it's okay get your shit together, woke, Tina. It's okay because it's woke libs making the racist it's joke. Yes. Woke yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels a little different after some recent news about Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Doesn't 30 ass. Rock have multiple episodes that like you can't watch on streaming because they feature blackface in them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, speaking Hell of Obama yeah. era, remember when they had a uh, very funny show sometimes. Speaking of the Obama era, like back then they had Fred Armisen play Obama and I think do blackface or at the very mm-hmm. least they were like uh, he had like he, curly was like a little... hair. he had like two curly hair. Is, is that how they it did it? It was toe in a line there, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> they did. They gave him big red lips. <laughs> Let's see. What does he look That's like? so racist. Yeah, no, they, um, gave, they gave him the hair. They didn't really change his skin tone because... Because uh, they probably knew at that point that that wouldn't fly. But yeah, yeah I don't that know. That seems close. I mean, it's like Fred Armisen is like not re- he's no more black than me so it's like if i put on a fro i definitely don't think it would fly now no i, gotta, I, don't think I, got, do I got a question for you guys if somebody is like if it's a white actor doing a comedy sketch and they're like imitating say it's barack obama or like a, a famous black person and they don't do blackface 
Mm-hmm. But the lighting is done in such a way that they do look black. Is, is does it still count as they black? Do it, they, they do it in post. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they outsource it. It's a VFX artist, an anonymous VFX yeah. artist overseas but somewhere. That's is the it racist still racist? One. Is it still racist? It's yeah. an honest question. Sure. Yeah. Look, if you hire a gig worker to get it into an entirely green motion capture suit, and you don't tell them what you're going to do with the motion footage afterwards. Yeah. Can that actor be held accountable? Can we turn AI to the WGA contract? Mm. <laughs> how about, how about like artificial? A, do you have to be actually intelligent to be racist? Mm, how about it, like a racist auteur who has all of the the black people done in claymation by H.R. Geiger? What mm. if a guy like really, thinks, really high effort? What if a guy thinks the FBI is after him while he's trying to build an operating system for God, and so he has to say racial slurs all the time to throw the FBI off his trail on stream, and he completes his operating system shortly before he dies, and his name is Terry Davis. Shouts, shouts out racist? Temple OS. I yeah. think yes. <laughs> possibly just uh, mentally ill. but uh, uh, Probably the, one of the top two OSs. I yeah. saw a really interesting video recently of someone who made a Minecraft version for Temple <laughs> OS so that God Sick. can play it. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was like, God I really plays want... Minecraft. I well, thought you were going to say they, they, they made an iteration of Temple OS within a Minecraft computer. That would be Should way be cooler, but I think, no, I think this was much simpler, to be honest with you. Yeah. Despite the fact that Temple OS does seem pretty hard to code in. in Minecraft. I'm sure it would take a lot of work, unless you're mm-hmm. using some kind of like mods to like place stuff down more quickly. Well, yeah, I don't think at that he should have said those words anyway, but I <laughs> uh when we're talking about you think Shane is good at making fun of right-wing people? Well, th- that's the thing. I a, a post I saw recently was basically that uh, saying like um right-wingers think he's a right-winger and left-wingers think he's a left-winger, but he mm-hmm. really is just kind of like a, an observational comic from middle America mm-hmm. who is has good comedic timing and is good at comedy. Yeah. Um so he's sort of yeah, like I don't- palatable say anything political at all well he he he's the political stuff he says is just like hey guys you know that crazy thing trump said and and stuff like that it it's, it's funny. not um trump is funny yeah, it's not like political yeah it it really it really isn't um <laughs> but it, it like he sort of got caught up in that wave of like during the the trump era if you were like in any way edgy at all you risked getting your entire career destroyed because people would say like, hey, that innocuous joke you made, it's actually racist and you need to post an apology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there's also a factor in that the, like... The, the mainstream, the, 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 lamestream, the lamestream media. Liberal media, for sure. Yeah, because I also feel like a lot of like more like outspokenly like political lib comedians, it was like, they were like, I'm going to do 10 minutes about how Trump is a Cheeto with no jokes. Yeah. So when someone <laughs> just mentions Trump and doesn't like start reading a like West Wing speech, people are like, wait, do you like Trump? <laughs> and do also it's, it's another Trump? example of be, how being him? funny is all about delivery. Mm-hmm. It's straight up like it's timing, it's delivery. Like, uh, you know, Norm Macdonald is like the, the great example of this because like you could, you could watch him reading a fucking phone book and it would be funny. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he has a whole like, bit where he's like reading about serial killers and telling yeah. his, his <laughs> friend not to laugh. Well, or it's like guys who are total fucking psychos now, like Jim Carrey. But like back in the day, all Jim Carrey had to do was go up on stage and move his body around. <laughs> and like <laughs> people were like, this is fucking yeah. incredible. Like people think Ace yeah, Ventura or or like, you know, The Mask. But it's like you go all the way back to when he was just the white guy on uh, in Living Color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would mm-hmm. they'd send him out there and they would be like, be a super turbo white Canadian. 
Canadian guy, and he's like, like this? <laughs> he was so good yeah. at it. I think it was, it was, what, it was great. Is he bad now? I think he's nice. He, he seems he's, like a nice he's, guy. Yeah. He, he's a weird, like, naturopath, anti-vax, barefoot is legal. Every, like, any mm. whoop so he's based. thing, any crunchy, <laughs> dumbass whoop thing that you could think of, he's into yeah. it. He's oh, extremely, yeah. like, crunchy, based. like... Post acid drop pill. That is seems kind of the like vibe. a nice guy. He's, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, are you are you <laughs> telling like a me sweetheart? Are you telling me Ace Ventura is a wook? Are you? Ventura are is a you? Wook. <laughs> I don't believe it. The mask is a woo woo new age guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think he transformed into that shit? It was because he uh, aligned all his chakras. Yeah. Right. Well, I think during Bruce Almighty, he kind of started to method act the character a little too hard now he thinks all his wishes come true <laughs> i mean yeah. they probably did he's all rich now and yeah, stuff. I mean, he was in a movie with morgan freeman that's anybody's wish coming true i think cool. i'm yeah. into yeah. it he would get well, to carry you in every scene speaking of um somebody who like got cancer and honestly if we could trade i would rather have to- toby keith alive than this guy if we could trade places me and the king of england <laughs> I would be the king of England. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have a lot of money. Oh, yeah, I, the, I don't king, mean the king of the England cancer, has no. cancer, folks. <laughs> so the best take I saw on this was basically just like, okay, now we're really going to find out if they've been keeping the cure from us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will he get over it at 75? <laughs> That's such a silly thing to say, Todd. They would never announce a cancer they had a secret <laughs> cure for. He's already had nine cancers. Let's be honest with <laughs> ourselves. Judging from the Queen Elizabeth thing, he might already be dead. That's they could, they could, they might, they, maybe the body double that they replaced him with has cancer. Although I don't know how you'd find a body double who has fingers like that. Like the, <laughs> like King Charles comes out to give a speech, but they didn't update like the .apk package that modifies the base program they used to run the hologram. So for a couple of seconds, he's Hatsune Miku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hologram might, might make more sense. Like where do you find a 75-year-old in the UK who is this sexy? <laughs> for real australia maybe but yeah come yeah on. sure Amer- america like, like <laughs> yeah uh you know like louisiana florida maybe but england mm-hmm. i don't know does it say what kind of cancer it's it not says, pro- yeah, a form type of, of cancer. cancer has not been revealed it is not prostate cancer but was discovered during his recent treatment for an enlarged prostate Oh, so it's, it's got to be I thought like, they were just saying it isn't ass cancer just so you know <laughs> so they were all up in his business they were all checking his prostate and they found cancer. So it's got to be like colon, rectal, rectal cancer. Yeah. Um, it's definitely ass down. cancer. It's, yeah. <laughs> he has ass cancer. <laughs> well, the that's very fitting, cancer. I think, because that's, he also presides over an ass cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Of a damn country. That's right. That's right. Eat a vegetable, England. <laughs> Christ's <laughs> sake. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, in, other, in other sad news, have you guys seen the video of the whales? The killer whales that are caught in ice across oh, no. outside Japan. So outside northern Japan, there's uh, there's like a dozen killer whales that are stuck in ice. And uh, what happened? Uh, they were put in ice jail for killing. Says Justin, <laughs> oh, at least thirteen guys. killer whales are trapped in ice in northern Japan. Officials are unable to launch a rescue operation. No, save them. So they must have like come up in an area where like the ice was converging and now they're just trapped there. Unfortunately, are people Damn. feeding them some fish at least so they can say, say alive? No, apparently that's really remote. They can't okay. even launch a rescue operation. Damn. 
So they're Hello, just like, guys. hey, just I be mean, aware. I didn't mean to bum you guys out. It's just this what's is going sad. on. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're breaking news here on yeah. uh, BP Blitz. <laughs> breaking news. These giant fish are going to die. You might like them. Uh, nothing fish? we can do about it. No, it's not mammals. a Chilean miners situation. Like, there's no hope. <laughs> Don't no, worry, no one's coming for them. <laughs> Don't hope worry you're not on hard it. drugs right now because things are bleak. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also have a I got a Biden clip where he's apparently talking about uh, uh, the president of France who died 30 years ago. I, I read about this. Yeah, I want to hear roll, roll this up. Okay, yeah, yeah. let me hear him. You know, I, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. I was in I was in the south of England, cool. and I sat down and I said, "America's back." Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me Germany. and said, uh, said, you know, why, why, how, how long are you back for? <laughs> I looked at him and the, and the Chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President? <laughs> I love how getting the name wrong is like the least concerning part of that story. It's like a really, it's like a like, story an old man tells you when he's a Walmart creator and you're like, yeah. man, they should really have let this guy retire by like, now. What's going get on? Get to the fucking point. Bro. <laughs> it's so, it's so funny and tedious. It, it reminds me of like a uh, Dr. Katz professional therapist bit when he's talking <laughs> to his son, Ben, like Ben would be like, Hey dad, I'm back. And he's like, Oh, you know, um, how long you back for? <laughs> and then we'll like weird light jazz plays and you're transported to his <laughs> office. Inscrutable comedy. <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with him? He, how is he alive? He's got dementia. He's fucking <laughs> dying. The, like the, the 2024 election season is going to be insane. Like they can't oh, run. They yeah. can't honestly like run him. What is going to fucking happen? It'll oh, be like that video incredible. of, it'll be like that video of the two AIs arguing. Oh yeah. And she'd be like, should we like kill human race or whatever? Shut up, Joe. I'm killing the human race first. <laughs> it's gonna be incredible when they finally get up on the debate stage. But here's the thing about the debate is like I think it's easy for us to be like Trump's gonna go up there and say like Joe Biden can't even hold walk up to the lectern. He's he's hitting his knees on the lectern and screaming out like a cartoon character. And Joe Biden's just like falling asleep and he's like i don't have to take this from you jack but it's like i i think they're gonna cancel all the debates i think there's Probably. not gonna be a single fucking debate yeah. good for i this can see that i don't want to see this yeah either that or they're like they're I gonna do. for, for I joe biden absolutely want to see this <laughs> <laughs> i could imagine they're gonna take like a week of joe biden getting like 20 hours of sleep a night like put him in mm -hmm. like a high oxygen chamber and then shoot him up with like <laughs> meth right before the debate and then he's gonna go out like half awake and able to like get some burns in for like yeah. two hours and then back to bed for like another that's week that's what they did last time yeah yeah. I mean I think it's pretty fitting for the place that America's in right now to have the only two options for lead leadership be a shambling corpse mm -hmm. that's pretty good yeah. I think. I or think a shambling reasonable. corpse but with an orange spray tan <laughs> and a shambling vibe. sassy corpse yeah a more <laughs> animated shambling corpse yeah. yeah yeah one of them is serving cunt and the other one isn't <laughs> which one is <laughs> that's that's the that's the thing you don't even know one of them <laughs> serving cunt the other one is serving gunt yeah <laughs> gunt. um you guys see the new apple vision pro I have oh, seen some. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I started this thing. Um, I uh, The first thing I thought when I saw these were like, these are goon goggles. These are goggles yeah. for gooning. <laughs> you yeah, want to jerk off this, this Apple, Apple VR headset. And so I started every time I post about them, I specifically use the phrase Apple goon goggles. Uh -huh. Okay. Because I, I find it very funny that like me as some just 
fucking Twitter shit poster could ruin Apple, the mega corporation's <laughs> SEO by making it so that if somebody searches for Apple Vision Pro, the search results contain Apple goon goggles. Goon goggles. <laughs> did it? Did you? Did it work? I mean, I've gotten millions of views calling them Apple <laughs> goon goggles, so it's going pretty well. <laughs> I mean, every new technology hinges on how much it enables the adult content market, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, there's the tired old conversation about, like, VHS versus Betamax and all of the other various format wars that have taken place. Um, and it's just like, uh, you know, what What does Apple think that people are going to use this for? The only conceivable use case I would have in my personal life is like if I wanted to play poker on the bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can do that on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's also the, the I've seen it come out that apparently they aren't really allowing like NSFW apps. Okay. Like they go against Apple's content policy. Oh, so yeah. like, yeah, you They're could pull up a video. Like you could pull up a porn video, but it, it's essentially just the goggles are projecting it, making it look like you have, you know, a 70 inch TV playing porn in front of you when you're like on the subway or whatever. So yeah. these are like really a, a useful tool for like the 1% of the population that doesn't need to drive their car to get anywhere, walks and rides public transportation mm-hmm. and is mostly going to spend their time watching Bluey. but also has like $3,500 burning a hole in their pocket that they need to spend on specifically a goggle computer. So the two videos that I saw that I think were the (laughs) the two videos that I saw that I think were the, the, the most disturbing sort of funny in a dark way. One was a guy holding his like newborn baby, but he had the Apple vision goggles on. He had the the goon goggles on and he's holding like a newborn baby. And And he's telling it, this is what you would look like if you were black or Asian. <laughs> glasses on, you're Chinese. Glasses off, you're not. Glasses on, you're Chinese. Look at this. This is amazing. Uh, and then the, the other Pilgrim. video I saw that was like um honestly kind of concerning was the ability apparently there's a app being tested for the goon goggles from Apple that allows you to superimpose a different like deep fake a, a different face onto somebody's face. That's weird. Oh yeah, so, like, I saw if, that. I haven't seen if that. If you're one. if you're a woman and your husband is like really busted, you could deep fake at all times <laughs> Brad Pitt's face onto him. Flexing my my Apple promotional speech turtleneck and and launching <laughs> into my youth pastor voice. You know how sometimes you have to imagine everyone in a crowd in their underwear? Imagine no longer with Apple's deep fake technology, <laughs> you can go way past underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like for me, growing up being interested in uh, William Gibson and and cyberpunk kind of things, like I've always liked the idea of of augmented reality mm-hmm. or whatever. Like I think it's a fun tool. Uh, so it like when Google Glass came out, I was like, that seems nice. Uh, and then it was immediately like, people will use this to spy on you in a bathroom and <laughs> record you or whatever. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't think culture has changed enough to accept this. Yeah. Like, how how are they going to get around the same exact thing that uh, Google Glass got? Maybe just because into. it's it's Apple, and so it's like they're they're gods at marketing, and they have it's like one of their whole marketing campaigns for the iPhone is that like iPhone is better for privacy. Like they're are yeah. they though? I mean, I'm are not I'm really? not saying they are. I'm just saying that's like the the way they present themselves. No, I know, I know. I think well, I I guess what I mean is I think that they were gods at marketing. 
Yeah. Oh, are sure. they now? Like, yeah, is, that's a good question. Is anybody at, is anyone at, uh, still really trustworthy of Apple in a, in that way that when Steve Jobs oh, was still alive? Yeah. No, that, well, absolutely. Well, this, the other I, the other thing with the Apple thing is this is the first generation. Like this is like remember when AirPods came out and every everybody looked really goofy wearing their AirPods, but now like millions of people have AirPods. I I fully like I I hate this. I think this this sucks. Like the goon goggles are 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 demonic. Like, like they are <laughs> they are you're putting Satan on your face. But I I'll admit. Within five years, like half of people are going to be wearing some version of this. But within five everybody's years, like, what that Satoshi do? <laughs> they're going to have ones that just look like normal glasses mm-hmm. that don't, you know, like you're not wearing five pounds of fucking plastic and metal on yeah. your face. But that's what I'm saying. They already did that with Google Glass, and I don't understand why people aren't up in arms about being recorded anymore. Well, well the the technology wasn't great with Google Glass. Like there yeah, was the a whole and, and the tech kind of sucks with the Apple goon goggles Correct. that just came out because apparently in low light environments, they just turn off. You you ever, you ever use an early version of a technology? You never buy yeah. them. Like I accidentally bought an e-reader, like in the first couple of years when e-readers were a thing, that yeah. thing was a piece of fucking shit. I bought an e-reader five years later for like way less money oh, and yeah. it worked perfectly great. for yeah, yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kin- the first Kindles were like three hundred dollars, and like you mm-hmm. could barely see the like the screen looked okay, but it's like yeah, yeah, they they like were a quarter of the price four or five years later. But like to your point, Bryn, I think there has been a qualitative shift in the way Apple engages with its user base, and I think it's that they have lost their sheen to some degree, and stuff like AirPods and stuff like the the Google Vision Pro or Apple Vision Pro, whatever the fuck it's They're called. They're called Apple Goon Goggles. Apple Goon Goggles are an attempt to like get people enticed by the walled garden situation again. Mm-hmm. But it's so difficult because they've already spent the last 10 years working on really squeezing all of the money they can out of their already claimed market share that like at some point they're going to have to make a hard decision between expanding and like making sure that they retain all of the Apple freaks who magically still are Apple freaks in the year of our Lord 2024. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I just, I don't know. I just don't see, I don't, I don't know. I feel like people, like I, what I was trying to say before was that like I used to be interested in technology in this way of like, oh, I can utilize this thing to be like, oh, I can just see directions uh, in my mm-hmm. eyes, mm-hmm. whatever. Like that is was exciting to me. Uh, and I feel like the the climate of the culture now has sort of like my, like so by some sort of like meiosis, people have just like kind of understand <laughs> that this is a like deep state surveillance tactic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they like look at it and are sort of like, just like no, that's too far, um, because it is. Like <laughs> I think people accurately get what this kind of stuff is now, uh, but not even necessarily knowing why they think that or why they're right about it. But I think that people are just like that doesn't seem safe. Well, you, and it you might be you might be too optimistic. I think there's definitely people that are like turned off because of the surveillance aspect. But as soon as the value proposition becomes such that like. Okay, well, first generation only lasted two hours on batteries, was a giant hunk of plastic and metal that straps to your face and makes you look like a total freak. Yeah. But generation two is really unobtrusive, has like a much longer battery life and uh, has way better like tracking and motion and light and stuff like that point that once the value proposition for mo- and also once the price comes down 
I think people are are gonna probably adopt this, and it, and we're gonna head into like a really dark period where people are constantly looking at the entire world, and their entire perception is altered by this fucking mega corporation. Well, and it's also like the progress of capitalism has in some ways kind of informed this shift because I think when we were younger and we were all thinking about the exciting new possibilities of technology and we were into shit like wearable technology or like, you know, whatever the kind of cool cyberpunk future might hold, it was because being a person who was interested in that stuff might be a career path, might have some like job ramifications, but mostly it was a thing that people were into because they were into it. That was like your interest. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm a fucking technology person. I'm interested in like fucking ones and zeros and beeps and boops and putting a disc drive on my backpack, like, you mm -hmm. know, whatever. But now we've kind of big bang theoried <laughs> the whole like technological <laughs> landscape where everyone thinks they're a nerd now like the yeah. weird jet ski dealership guy who drops two thousand dollars a weekend on nfl bets on DraftKings sportsbook is like oh, oh no. hell yeah i'm gonna get the new apple vision pro when it comes out <laughs> and i'm gonna get all the fucking smart shoes and i can send an email on my fridge and it's like <laughs> you know what what really separates people who are interested in technology and 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 kind of like casual consumers now is that the people who were on that tip back when it was just a hazy dream are now the version of the tech worker who keeps a gun next to their printer in case it makes a yeah. sound they don't recognize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the thing. It's like um, uh, I forget who if it's a web comic or what or a meme or whatever. But there's that um, it, it's like an image where it's like um, you know, uh, average like person who enjoys tech they have all the gadgets they have the fucking smart fridge that you can tweet from they have the apple vision pro everything an actual like tech developer in their home like they have no smart bullshit they because they yeah. know yeah. they see how the sausage is made they know it's evil they know it's strapping satan onto your face and also yeah. that it doesn't work most of the time like that's yes. the other funny thing like there's all these fucking articles about like oh uh you know chatbots and ai is going to take over coding don't even bother learning how to code because it's not going to be necessary the robots will just do it absolutely fucking wrong as somebody mm -hmm. who has coded with the assistance of ai let me tell you this it comments code very well and it it can spit you out answers to very, very basic coding problems at a very, very high level of consistency. But it will generate not just garbagey, unusable code, but code that is like actively sabotaging itself with yeah. all <laughs> kinds of mismatched variables and totally arbitrary, you know, you know, programming ideas brought in from other languages that don't work, weird fucked up syntax errors. Like it, it's a scope issue. Beyond a certain scope, beyond like the scope of like a rudimentary like one page program, these programs just don't understand all of the fucking relationships in a way that like a human being can. And that's not a soft hurdle. That's not something that's just going to get like, you know, steamrolled <laughs> over in the next five years. Wrong. Not happening. This is a decades and decades, maybe centuries problem in machine learning. So I don't know. Well, know. speaking of <laughs> speaking of which, apparently Tesla owners have been told by Tesla not to wear the Apple goon goggles while driving <laughs> because and and Pete Buttigieg posted on Twitter to tell people that vehicles, even self-driving vehicles, require the driver to be engaged, quote unquote, at all times <laughs> after multiple videos came out on social media of basically guys like in their cyber trucks 
fucking like doing the hand motions from uh, what Minority Report with their goon <laughs> goggles on. Probably staged videos because the Apple goon goggles can't even track when you're in a moving vehicle. The, the, the screen just like zooms past you because the Apple goon goggles are programmed in a way that when you place a screen somewhere in your vision... It's, it, it's like GPS, it like, cause you can't move. You like, if you, if you can't use them and walk, the screen doesn't travel with you. Oh, really? Oh, that's disappointing. I feel like that'd Unless be one of the Unless people haven't things. figured out how to yeah. like set it so the screen travels with you or. No, that, that probably makes sense. They might be just programmed in that way. But. Uh, cause uh, I was like imagining that what Bryn was describing, it would be cool if you could theoretically just be like walking on a sidewalk and then arrows like show up that are like, you're yeah. going here, you're turning on this road, like. It could like show you like the bus. You could like that would actually be really cool if you were like, trying that to catch a bus. That would be genuinely cool. And you could see like an X-ray of the bus like through buildings, and it's like it's coming this direction. But if the screen is just like jumping all around while you walk, and you have to like sit still to mm. use it, that doesn't seem like that like for me a, pro- a genuine useful. problem that could be solved is like when I'm in a city that I don't know super well, and I take public transit. It's like yeah, the phone iPhone shows me what trains to take, and like generally I can figure it out. But also some of these cities, they're labeled in a weird way. Like, I guess maybe I just know the New York subway system, like, and I'm just used to that. And I expect things to to be like laid out on signs in the way that the MTA does it. Mm-hmm. But when I go to another city, it's just like, yeah, I could use a fucking like HUD overlay that tells me which, <laughs> which fucking train, which stairs get me to the right platform. Like that would be genuinely helpful because some of these cities, these signs suck. Yeah, until the fucking HUD overlay gives you squirrel lady directions from uh, (laughs) Mystery Men and you end up like walking into an open manhole or into like an active fucking construction project. Like the the thing is like people have talked about like, oh, these these devices are going to make it really easy to steal people's wallets. It's going to make it really easy for people to walk into things. But I'm ready for the Mr. Magoo ass deaths. Mm-hmm. Like I no sympathy to anybody who straps one of these mm-hmm. motherfuckers on themselves and accidentally trips over a waist high balcony. You did that to yourself. <laughs> I don't care that you were on the 16th fucking floor. You should have fucking known better. All right, I think right. what they I think what we've come to understand <laughs> is that what needs to happen is that they need to give me a pair of the goon goggles <laughs> so I can see for once and for all, if they're cool or not. That's <laughs> yes. right. That's right. The definitive review. Let me try the goon goggles. Yeah, I just, I'm curious <laughs> to try them on. Like the videos of what it supposedly looks like to like operate them, or like Todd was saying, have like a 70 inch TV that's like projected in your field of vision. It sounds cool, but just looking at it, I'm like, I don't know how close this actually is to reality, and it might look kind of lame or like give you a headache or something. Well, that's like it kind of I think having a virtual 70 inch TV projected in front of you kind of like draws the whole TV size issue into question because it's Mm -hmm. like if you had a one inch TV sufficiently close to your eyes. Wouldn't it take up your whole fucking field of vision anyway? (laughs) So what's (laughs) the point of a gigantic simulated TV when you could simulate a TV at any size, aspect ratio, curvature, or any other thing that John, indicates because, distance or relative because, size yeah. of shape. <laughs> because you're coming at it from the 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 um <laughs> you're coming at it from like the thirty thousand foot view, right? You're like, okay, I understand it's all coming this. Coming at technology. it from the one inch but view. But when you put a screen in front of a human, they revert to primate brain. We're primates. Mm. We're like we're we're monkeys that learned how to feel depression and like if you if you do the proper field division in the Apple Goon goggles, it really does feel like you're watching a 900 inch TV that's right in front of your face. It looks <laughs> uh, looks so big. 
That's right. I can't Why not just do drugs? I feel like they're cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely cheaper than this thing. Unless you're doing really high-end drugs for a long yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, cocaine, that'll run you. But sure, the yeah. other ones are relatively affordable. Yeah. Um, you can get an Adderall prescription of like five bucks a month. Come oh, on. and I should. I don't know why I've been dawdling <laughs> on this. Probably because I don't have a fucking Adderall prescription yet. <laughs> Need to get some black market Adderall. So I, I actually I let uh, my Adderall prescription Adderall. run out. I've been raw dogging life. Damn, how's one that cup of, one cup of espresso in the morning. That's it for me. Oh my god, you went from Adderall to espresso. I'm trying to go the other. I'm trying to cut down my coffee intake. <laughs> is the main thing. I did the calculation and I'm like, I think. A 10 milligram Adderall prescription is actually better overall for my health than drinking six cups of coffee a day. Oh, it six absolutely, dude, lot. that's yeah. too much coffee, bro. That's I like too coffee. Much. Your kidneys. <laughs> good. I'm amazed you haven't had kidney stones yet. I usually All drink good. one cup of coffee and in the morning and then like maybe a tea or a Red mm-hmm. Bull later in the day. A little tea That's in the how you got to do it. Nice. And then yeah. weed at night sometimes. If you mm-hmm. limit Most yourself, people get I'll, addicted I'll, to caffeine because they're <laughs> just like caffeine maxing throughout the day. You have I one caffeinated beverage uh, in the morning. And then if you get, if you have a big fucking fancy dinner, maybe you order a cappuccino. Sure. Mm, yeah, a digestive. That's classy. Yeah. That's so classy. It's nice. <laughs> and we love being classy. On I just show. get a single shot <laughs> of right. espresso. I don't even get the milk or anything. Yeah. And that's if they, called class analysis. If you're that's at a right. really nice restaurant <laughs> and you order, <laughs> if you're at a really nice restaurant, you order a single espresso. You know it's nice when they put the fucking little bit of lemon rind in it. Oh yeah, that's Ooh, how you yeah. know you fucking ordered the right cup. That's of real good. <laughs> Wait, you know what lemon I like? rind and what espresso? Yeah, that's wild. Just to like complement yeah. the sort of like sour flavor it can have. If it's like yeah, it a fancy opens restaurant. up the acidity and like gives it a certain kind of like semi-sweet brightness because the rind is actually where the sweet citrus flavors come from. Mm. It's just also mm-hmm. where the super bitter citrus flavors come from compared to the actual fruit. Uh, like the fruit meat, which is where the sour citrus flavors come. Oh, I just found out my friend uh, likes to eat lemons whole, like mm-hmm. rind first, bite into like an apple. I, I um, do that with limes. It's a wild move. Have you guys heard of Ray Pete? No. He's an he's like an esoteric uh, nutritionist. He um, he has like all these fucking weird ideas. Um, but uh, that sounds like Ray Pete advice to eat <laughs> lemons whole. Just oh, eat yeah, a fucking yeah, it, whole lemon. You'll live forever. Eat a whole lime. Shove an orange up your ass. You're going to live forever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a dietary or, or, or you know, a health thing. I think she just has fucked up taste buds. <laughs> Boof a yuzu. <laughs> <laughs> What's a yuzu? A yuzu is a citrus fruit. Uh, I think it's from Japan. Should I try it? Uh, they're quite good, yeah. That's I mean, they make yuzu candy. I'm not actually sure where the yuzu is from. Um, oh, there's a bunch of other things called yuzu named after it. Yeah, a Korean citrus fruit from Jeju Island. Oh, no, oh. wait, this is a, a particular type of yuzu. Hold on. I don't know if this is like exactly what Ray Pete prescribed to eat, but just like Googling him, there's like Ray Pete food pyramids. So on the bottom, you have carbohydrates, tropical fruit, cherries, OJ, honey, cane sugar. And then going up a rung, you have dairy, eggs, ice cream, milk, and cheese. I just feel like it's like, I don't know if you should be like orange juice on the bottom. Have as much of that as possible. Then next level up, uh, cheese. Cheese is fine, <laughs> but then ice cream. And then above that, saturated fats, coconut oil, butter. Very top is liver one, once a week. Now, 
Right. So they're saying the, the things in the bottom are what you want to eat the most of. Lots of fruit and sugar and uh, honey and fruit, stuff. Fruit, sugar, almost entirely fruit and honey is yeah. on the yeah. bottom. And then at the very top, you only want to have a little liver. Yeah. You only want to have a little <laughs> liver because it'll, it'll toxify you, but it's extremely good for some of your systems. You really don't need to tell me that I don't have to eat that much liver. I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> you need to tell me when and exactly how much I do need to eat liver because I wasn't going to. You need to be eating liver and onions every Thursday at 7.30 exactly because <laughs> then it's going to match up with not only the tides, but your circadian rhythm. That's what I learned and, from uh, Doug Also funny. the natural star calendar. Yeah. See now this one that I assume is a is a meme riffing on Ray P. This looks much better. Bottom is homemade bread, then above that is soups and stews, then warm cozy drinks, and then the very top is pussy. Which I feel like you could you could move that down. You don't got to eat only once a, a week. <laughs> it could it could toxify you if you eat too much. Too many feminizing hormones. You know is that how that works? Possibly. Hmm. Help some people out potentially. Um. Anyway. What what else are we talking about? Israel's still happening. Israel still is still a, happening. Still doing a genocide. Yeah. Still we're still calling for um abolishing Israel, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. No and more it, state of Israel. I think the liberal state is still doing that back and forth where they're like, here's a bunch of weapons. We're concerned about the way you use the so weapons. Concerned about Israel right now. That's not good. Is anything going on with that? Are they stopping yet? Damn, according to some poll, half of Americans think Israel is committing genocide it's, in Gaza. It's way more. Like I I, the, I would yeah, I would the just fucking, think so. The fucking popularity of the Israel genocide is in the toilet. Yeah. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants that to be happening. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, and that's crazy that like even because I'm sure you're right, Britain, that it's like whatever this kind of poll is, is like I don't know. I basically assume any kind of like phone poll is it's like so you're saying you're you're polling like retired people who still have landlines and like <laughs> people over i don't even know 45 like i don't know what age range to assign like having a landline to because it's like we're getting to be like 30 something millennials we have friends who are in their 40s like i don't know if i expect people in their 40s to have a landline any more than i expect a zoomer to so it's like who actually answers yeah i'm phone? almost 40 yeah, yeah. we're, ne- we're never getting a landline I imagine calling those people trying to conduct the survey, and it's like, uh, do you think that Israel is conducting a genocide? And they're like, is Disraeli Gears my favorite Cream album? (laughs) No. (laughs) I prefer Wheels of Fire. (laughs) Just by by hearing the the phrase Israel, it like sets off a deep acid flashback of like listening to that record. Uh, So yeah, no, that, is, that is crazy because I and feel like, like okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a no on genocide. Uh, do I want to go outside? I don't know. I might get a sunburn. <laughs> I don't even like Eric Clapton. I listen for Ginger Baker. Are you taking notes? He went to Africa. He played with Fela Kute. I'm Are 75. <laughs> it was based. <laughs> it was so based. <laughs> what about Chick's notes? That one's still funny, right? My granddaughter taught me that one 10 years ago. Uh, Chick's notes. Ginger Baker is based. <laughs> Ginger Baker slaps. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a lol cat. <laughs> Thank you for calling me. <laughs> no one uses the phone anymore. <laughs> this is such a lol cat. Oh fuck. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of Bryn had a tweet recently, which I think is very prophetic, which is like 
she is imagining walking through a nursing home in like 30 years and there's just endless TVs playing The Office. <laughs> just imagining the fucking Scranton like but it sounds that's like just the law and order noise yeah for millennials yeah they're just like 70 something millennials like getting up taking their pills so they can go watch the office i like this one because it's uh, it's really where the jim and pam romance yeah, tearing its head. up over jim and pam at 75 <laughs> <laughs> we're all in a fucking like uh, uh conference room at the fucking old folks home and they're explaining like the protocols to get into las vegas 2 containment zone if we want to gamble with our uh 401k <laughs> savings and we're all just like i remember when jim pranked dwight by putting pennies in his phone receiver <laughs> and then taking them all out at once so he hit himself in the face. <laughs> and they're like, that's wonderful, uh, Papa. Can we get you any kind of, like, drink? Do you want to cash in some chips? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to watch this episode of The Office again. Remember when he puts his stapler in Jello? It was so It was so epic. <laughs> Bob's Burgers stole my ideas. <laughs> I had an idea for a show in a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, my point is is that I think more people are pretty pretty down on us supporting Israel and not mm -hmm. giving us health care or forgiving our loans or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, also we're fucking losing on live TV. Like, I just, like, Googled the Houthis real quick because I was like, let's check in on Ansar Allah. And oh, the yeah. BBC yesterday is like, U.S. launches more strikes against Houthis in Yemen. And then Al Jazeera today is like, defiant Houthis claim fresh Red Sea attacks on U.S. and U.K. ships. So <laughs> it's like, you know, we're... The funniest thing is that we're supposed to believe that even if we did go to war with Iran or China or even Venezuela or Cuba or any of these other countries that we're supposed to be like fucking scared of, that we would even be able to win because we can't even defeat a military force that controls half of a small country on the fringes of the Arabian Peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing it's like, I feel like we're the American military to some degree is still stuck in like 20th century mindset where they're like mm -hmm. okay world war ii was won by like superior air force or whatever you know like having having solid like sea presence but like that was the last war that was actually being fought by like countries as a whole if you're trying to wage war and you're like i'm gonna wage war against some like groups of rebels it's like yes you can kill a lot of people that you're like okay i think the rebel hideout is in this mountain so i'm gonna drop a bomb on it but they can just not all of them will die and some of them can move to like a different mountain or village or like hideout and if people are just like hiding in the hills waiting to do guerrilla strikes like the only way you will defeat them is if you can go into the hills and root them out one by one and i don't think the u.s military has like the capacity or like the willpower or just the balls to actually do that like no. in force so it's like we're just going to sit back launching drone strikes watching people like you know counting the bodies declaring ourselves the winner being like we killed their leader and then a week later being like why do they have a new leader i thought we said we killed them well, like one of the big arguments inside of the Democratic Party right now is that we should maybe, because, partially because of the unpopularity of backing Israel the way that we are, but uh, also partly out of like a weird militarist kind of pragmatism, is that maybe we should stop supporting Israel so much, give up, and pivot back to Asia. That's like an honest fucking thing that a lot of people in the Democratic Party are saying. And as demented as that fucking sounds, that like we always have to have a bad guy, we always have to be antagonizing <laughs> some fucking region of the world. It also kind of like belies the fact that like the United States just doesn't have the military superiority that it takes to establish dominance over n not even the whole globe. Two regions at the same time. <laughs> Can't even do two. Cannot <laughs> do East Asia. 
and the Middle East cannot fucking do it. And God help us if something pops off in South America. Like, <laughs> the media is trying to bury this Essequibo story and, and, and get Guyana to back off because guess what? If that shit pops off, Venezuela is going to demolish them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the, uh, what is the situation? There's like a disagreement over who owns like some islands that are kind of on the border between Guyana and Venezuela. Yeah, it also trying to get a proxy war going through it. It also amounts to like some kind of like mainland territorial dispute. Like there's a big strip of land where I think there's like a bunch of mining rights that they want because it might be like lithium. It might be bauxite. Yeah, that's my memory. It's something along the lines of like basically a. I I would assume that like some mining corporation is like behind Mm -hmm. it and behind the like sort of astroturfed like we want to have our freedom from Venezuela or whatever. Yeah. And like the the territorial ruling as I've said before, that gives Guyana the rights to these islands and this strip of land is from over 100 years ago and is a ruling that was issued by the United States, the UK, and Russia Mm. back when Russia was still Tsarist. And so (laughs) I think it's pretty reasonable of Venezuela to come in and say like, hey, that's not a legitimate international (laughs) ruling anymore. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking two systems of government ago in Russia. Mm-hmm. They became the Soviet Union after that, and then that collapsed. So I think that uh, nullifies this. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and like, who are the UK and the US anymore at this point? But also like all of the articles, like I'm looking it up now, and there's one article from the last week, and it's a day ago, and it's in Spanish uh, on Dialogo Americas, and it's about Russia's influence on the Essequibo conflict. And it's like, oh, who? If, if that's what we've resorted to, then this shit is like beyond on the back burner. Like they have given up on the Essequibo. It has gone the way of the Chinese spy balloon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the Chinese spy balloon. That was I will never time. let anybody forget about the Chinese spy that was balloon. A great, I loved it. What was it, like a week, a <laughs> couple weeks? It was just one week, right, before, the, before it landed. This is yeah. really funny, though. I'm reading about, I'm looking at the Wikipedia for the Houthis movement. Oh, I'm back. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. It's all good. You're back in time to talk Houthis. It's Houthi talk on BBC. Yeah, I got, I got a call. Go I got, mode. Uh, my mom called me. She's like, what do you want from Costco? I'm like, everything (laughs) i'm gonna need about six pounds of mayonnaise i'm going to need uh, a whole palette of uh hardcover books by danielle Mm -hmm. Steele. you know that's the problem these houthis if they keep disrupting the disrupting the shipping channels they're really going to turn the american people against them specifically because it's going to make it harder to get stuff at costco i Mm. know so it says that the state allies of the houthis are iran alleged denied by iran north korea <laughs> alleged <laughs> uh, okay. oman alleged denied by oman and syria oh. <laughs> until 2023 and when i guess they stopped so i don't i i find it very weird that there's a bunch of people who be like america just says stuff they're yeah. like north korea supports the houthis <laughs> and then like the official record uh like of the internet wikipedia is like sort of i guess that they <laughs> No one ever confirmed that, but they printed it in the damn newspaper, so it's probably true. Yeah, it's also important to note. It's like, and no, no U.S. president has gotten this low of an approval rating <laughs> without either starting a war or resigning. And it looks like Biden's going to be starting a war with Iran. Nice. How, how low is his approval rating? I haven't checked in a while. It's low. I, I don't know the exact number, but it's going to five thirty eight dot com. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> Wow, his approval slips to lowest point in presidency, according to uh, 
NBC News. Oh yeah, remember there's this guy. Libs love him. The guy with like the rolled up sleeves who always like points at numbers. No, let me see. On election night, not Nate Silver. It's like another guy. Uh, Wolf Blitzer. No, different guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know his name. It's not important. Uh, I don't know. We don't know all these guys, listeners. What is the number? Thirty-seven percent in a new NBC News poll. No one ever asked me. That's bad. No. No one ever asked me what I thought about President Biden. Yeah. Well, they asked. uh, one random lady who lives in upstate New York. So uh, that just stands in for you. Well, I didn't want, I, I, she doesn't stand in for me. They ask enough people. That's, uh, that's what statisticians statis- well, that's, say. That's the thing. We've talked about this on the show before. If you're the president, if you're the president and your approval rating gets like below, I would say below like a third, mm-hmm. you should just be killed. Yeah, shot. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think that's totally reasonable. I think that's totally reasonable. If you can that? swim out of the frozen lake alive, then you get to live. But like nobody who has a mm-hmm. shot at being president could ever make it out of the frozen lake. And mm-hmm. it's so transparent that like we're at this point in this Biden presidency. And like I thought the Trump presidency was bad. But Biden's presidency has been a fucking disaster. Oh, they're just trying to one up each other. If we get Trump back, he'll make it even worse. And if we somehow, I don't think it'll happen. But if Biden gets another term, he'll just continue to fucking nose dive. Well, the the I think we're in this vicious cycle where the last guy fucks it up so bad that the next guy has it so bad that he can't fix it. And then his only recourse is he knows he did a bad job. So the next, the other team's going to get in. So his only recourse is to fuck it up so badly that the next guy, when the other team gets in, (laughs) has a really hard time and fucks it up badly. So basically until the entire country explodes. Except they're not fucking it up. They're doing exactly what the fucking ruling class wants them to do and is making them incredibly rich. I mean, look how much <laughs> fucking money Jeff Bezos has. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, they're just That's like hand, handing back and forth a couple of like hot button issues and being like, okay, we'll push on this one while you're yeah. president and then after when I'm president, we'll, you know, maybe we'll go after gay marriage again in You guys talk about this, uh, this bill, this like bill that was immigration and then money for Ukraine and Israel and Gaza. Mm-mm. No, where is it? What's um, it called? I, 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 so I thought it passed and then, or maybe like passed the house, but it didn't make it through the Senate or something, even though it was bipartisan. And now like the libs are upset and the, the rightoids are also upset because it allows too many immigrants into the country. And also like, but the, the thing that stuck out to me is like, as the libs and the rightoids were like, you know, arguing about this bill, the thing that stuck out to me is like, wait a second. We're funding both Israel and Gaza. Oh wait, wait, wait. publicly. So, so the bill, <laughs> the bill would invest in U.S. defense manufacturing, send fourteen billion dollars in military aid to Israel, nearly five billion dollars to allies in the Asia Pacific region, mm-hmm. and provide humanitarian assistance to civilians caught in conflicts in Ukraine and Gaza. So they're funding multiple wars, and then they're. Throwing in some humanitarian assistance. Hush money? Mm. It's hush money. Hush money. It's hush money. <laughs> well, it's, like hush, it's like hush money is something you pay in private to get someone to shut up. <laughs> Public like, this is something money. they're just doing publicly. <laughs> Do not say anything bad to me. I'm giving you money right here. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> It's like, uh, you can't I, say anything think... bad to me. I may have funded my own defense industry and given Israel $14 million to conduct the war, but I also gave some people in Gaza bottles of water. So I'm beyond reproach. <laughs> Donald Trump in Gaza throwing paper towels at people oh, who are on fire. Oh For real, though, like <laughs> if we elect him, that is what we're going to get. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> uh, at least it's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
but it's apparently it's going to have to be a bipartisan consensus in the Senate um, <laughs> for it to pass, which is like 60 votes, which is like shit so fucking polarized. Are they are they going to be able to get like 10 Republicans to vote, you know, yes on this? Well, well it's, it's also according to The New York Times, uh, February 5th, it says Biden threatens to veto bill that would help Israel, but not Ukraine. Uh, President Biden accused Republicans in the House of a cynical political maneuver intended to kill broader legislation that also provide money for the southern border. This this is why genocide. They don't want to help Ukraine. Threatening to veto the Israel money if they don't also give money to the country where your son was doing like crazy corruption shit is such a Chad move. Biden (laughs) is like he might his brain might be like fucking dead. But he's still such a fucking Chad with the like just <laughs> naked fucking money, you know, quid pro quos. And yeah, shit. absolutely. I don't know. Is he it does a not Chad? care. He doesn't. It, is it a Chad move to just angrily throw money at failing projects even when you don't have it? Or is it the average stepdad's basic move? Oh, when, <laughs> when you're Joe Biden, they let you do it. I think that I think, <laughs> yeah, they let you do it. Grab them by the money, man. I think I'm flossing. I think that yeah, I think that the internet's perception of Chad is actually just stepdads. Mm. It's just yeah, like someone to. being flagrant, flagrantly wrong, uh, and proud of it, <laughs> and just doing the stupidest shit they can in yeah. public, uh, and laughing. That's Chadley. <laughs> so the ultimate Chad is like a guy named inexplicably named davis with a ch- <laughs> with a, ch- a wallet with a chain on it who drives a souped up miata absolutely yeah, yeah i think so that's, you just described me yeah that's, that's just Todd. Yeah. <laughs> secretly the world's biggest chad yeah all right well this, this has been beep beep lettuce thank you so much for listening thank you so much for coming on the show davis the stepdad <laughs> my stepdad <laughs> <laughs> If you want uh, more episodes of the show, you can subscribe on Patreon. We're going to be jumping back into our regular recording schedule now that I'm done with school. So thank you all so much for putting up with my delinquent ass. Um, You can listen to my other show, Work Stoppage. It's about unions and labor stuff. Bryn's other show is Generation Loss. It is about TVs and movies. And I have a record coming out at the end of this month. So please check that out. It's called Ferried Away. It's Mm -hmm. by my band Stay Inside. I want you yeah, to you guys should have gotten the, the Grammy instead of fucking Boy Genius. I yeah. agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 will, I will be texting all of the members of Boy Genius <laughs> after this to tell them to suck it. What do they it's win a Grammy for? No- Best album or something? Huh? What do they win a Grammy for? I don't for? know. I'm not, I didn't pay I have no idea. For the only solving thing, some kind of I, complicated equation, right? I That's like what their music. I like their yeah, music, me too. Yeah, but they're, they're so annoying. I think they're I think they're cool and I actually don't like their music. I think they're more I think they're fun though. Oh, you like mm. them personally, I, but I, I, I like, think their music's I like annoying. Julian Baker and I like some Phoebe Bridger songs. And I think they seem like they're having a fun time. Oh, is that <laughs> who's in that band? It's probably mm-hmm. all right then. Yeah, it's I all just right. Never really cared for I don't know. I took a I took a look at the album cover and I heard a little bit of the music and I was like, I don't think this is for me. I don't think this is aimed at me. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's not definitely you. not. The only yeah. thing that I cared about at the Grammys was Tracy Chapman playing for the first time in yeah. like nine years. That was so fucking that was sick. That rule because all awesome. summer you had like 
people who are just not informed coming on Twitter and being like, Luke Combs stole Tracy Chapman's <laughs> song. But like Luke Combs came out and was like, Tracy Chapman's been an idol of mine since He's the so nice. since I was a kid. And he cut her a fucking million dollar royalty check and brought her on stage and he was singing the backup for her. It's just like people just go on Twitter and just be saying stuff. I, I think I think it's great. I like his version. I liked it as soon as I heard it. It's a good I mean, version. Like, yeah. How can you not it's like a that respectful song? Mm-hmm. Co- it's a very respectful cover mm-hmm. because he doesn't like go and change it and shit all over it. Yeah. Br- Bryn right. was saying how it's cool that he like uh, doesn't even change the part where it's like work in the market as a checkout girl. He's just like, like, this is the song. This is it's, how a the song sacred, goes. it's a sacred text it's for me. It doesn't matter it's, a, a boy. it's a foundational you text. You don't need to give people tons of credit for not changing around all the gendered words in a song. That's just like the correct thing to do. That's like I, baseline. I agree. But I if agree. you do, if you change them around, then you're fucking up. But if you don't, then you're just baseline getting it right. Yeah. But, I, I think he'd baseline got it right. And it's also a fun version. And I thought that their performance was very cute. Yes. And yeah. I didn't watch the Grammys because why would I give a shit? But I did like the performance. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the it, look. I know we're we're post credits here, but uh, <laughs> if I th- sorry, I, I believe that the reason Fast Car resonates with so many people and why it's such an amazing song and why Tracy Chapman like knocked it out of the park, like came on the scene immediately, just was like they were like, who is this? She took Stevie Wonder's slot at at the Wimbledon concert, or whatever, is because the the lyrics of that song like re- resonate with with just people who are like young and struggling to make it. They don't have help. And there's millions of those people in this country, and there always have been, and we're yeah. we're fucking out here, and like I, it's a poor people's every, anthem. Every line of that song, like you can just relate to if you're a young person just trying to live your life. Look, I'm just gonna say it. Tracy Chapman is a little more authentic than Bruce Springsteen. I got it. Was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Only a little. Only a little. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. And this is Jim O'Rourke's 33-minute cover of Fast Car. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. 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 You've got a fast car.
Bye.